the wind is speaking. Hello, poop faces. And poop heads. And... <laughs> to all you turds out there. Poop is funny. Oh, man. I've been using the word turd way too much lately. I'm going to reintroduce myself right now. Uh, my name is Joey McGarry. I've been inline skating for what feels like close to 20 years now. Actually, I'm just on the cusp of 20 years, which Data and I were talking about you should get some kind of a plaque or something. Maybe we'll start that. Maybe, maybe you have permission to give yourself a plaque. So I've almost earned my 20-year plaque. I was thinking about it. This could be my most important podcast ever. And then I thought about it. I'm just going to say that before every one of my podcasts. This could be the most important podcast I've ever done. See how it gets attention? Um, sorry, I haven't been uh, speaking alone in a room to a microphone too much lately. Um, life has been a bit of a shit storm lately. Turd storm. Poop. Poop. Storm. And, uh, one thing that has remained very consistent is the, f uh, feeling of putting wheels under your feet and rolling. I was thinking about gravity today and I almost figured out how they figured it out but in my own way that would be difficult to explain. Anywho, just the other day, I went to go skate the old skate park. I'm a weirdo. In Kamloops, we have one of the nicest skate parks in the world, especially for inline skating. It has that beautiful, wide-open, flat space, which I love. I want to use that more, actually. And uh, But I went to go skate the old skate park because it almost counts as street skating. It's close. And it's like a meditative feeling when I go there, which I always say. I went there and there was like four younger kids skateboarding. And I can barely even focus when there's like one person there. And so, you know, I sat there for a bit and had an internal conversation about whether or not I should get out. Because I get into demo mode if there's people there. I... I, I have this like showy kind of feeling, showy Joey, where I have to do, you know, my best stuff, you know, make the sport look tight. <laughs> but, um, and I was listening to the new Animal Collective, Unimportant Detail, and I was really enjoying the song Newtown Burnout specifically, so I had this like rhythm in my head, and I was getting ready for skating, and I had lots of uh, steam to vent off, and then I remembered. Uh, in the book Flow that I would say that I'm reading it but I actually just when I take a poop I open it to randomly parts and and gather tidbits that's how I read books I'm very uh, random actually I can sit down and read a book but I really need to be relaxed for it to work so I remember this one thing where it said uh, seek out new experiences and and uh, try to be surprised by something and then kind of related to that thing I was talking about in the podcast, like don't do the same thing over and over again, take a different route. So then I had this idea of 
going to Riverside, which I always go to, but I put on my skates and then just did a route where I like ran up the nine stairs, or skated on the flat, ran up some stairs, skated for a while, and then skated down this newly paved street along the strip, and then I just went to like the band shell for like a quick little bit, I and I did very minor tricks, but not really, but I was having more fun just like the feeling of striding and like doing these long, like lazy strides from inside to outside edges, you know, like where you kick your foot up and lean in. And, uh, it was a really good experience of, um, pure enjoyment of skating. So I want to just thank wheels attached to feet and, um, sticking with something for 20 years, um, for allowing me to have that moment. If you have no expectations when you go out skating, those are the best sessions. Best is relative, obviously, but if I'm going to go skate and I expect a lot of myself and I'm trying really hard, oh, what a terrible, terrible thing. What a terrible thing. But that's not exactly what I wanted to talk about, but it was a good thing to start on. I want to apologize once again for any uh, snapping sound, as well as any eating that I've been doing on earlier podcasts, the earliest podcasts. Sorry about that. I, I do understand uh, the problem that is mouth sounds. I do understand the problem that is language used to describe certain things, because then you get stuck. I was looking at a bench today in the park, and then I had that. This, this is where I really don't do many drugs at all, apart from ca- caffeine, maybe nicotine once in a while. I got myself a an e-cigarette to try out. It was pretty fun. It's a good way of getting your nicotine with no smoke. Um, but I was in the park, and I was writing a little bit. Which I did the same thing. I went to a spot that I don't normally go to because I was just going to get a coffee and sit in the coffee shop. And I was like, oh, I could sit on a cool concrete bench in the park. Um, And so I was staring at this bench. And I'm sure you've had this thought before where you're like, I think of that as a bench. And when someone says bench, I see (laughs) a bench. But it actually is just a weird combination of shapes. I hope that makes sense. Anyways, what is another way that I could explain that? I think of it as a bench, but I don't know. I could think of it as something entirely different, like a... I don't know. You could rename it. Bench. Bench. Go sit on the bench over there. Let's go sit on the bench. That's a nice bench. Hey, you know what would be really nice here? If we put a bench in. <laughs> Anyways, I was really into writing it at one point, and I'm going to get to what I want to talk about, but I, there's a funny part today. Uh, I'm really into what I write. Usually I can get in the zone. And I'll be listening to music, and I usually don't look at my surroundings too much unless... If there's not a lot of people around, then I'll just stare off into nothing. 
and that's really good. But I don't like acknowledging or looking up very much for fear of those people at coffee shops who want to get noticed. Like, there's people who are studying there who are spending more time looking around to see if people see them than actually being into what they're doing. Anywho, I felt this, like, person come up to my right, and I thought instantly that it might be someone that I know, because that can happen in Kamloops, especially with having, like, a little bit more of a public persona than I would like. Sometimes you have to see more people that you know, which can... I'm fine with it now. I used to be more uncomfortable with it. But, um... And that wasn't bragging. That's a serious, serious thing about living in a smaller town. That is a serious issue. <sighs> it's serious. Um, this this uh, lady, woman, you know, it was tough to say. I think she was still trying to be younger, but and she may have had her most wild days behind her. The impression that I got was uh, maybe... Maybe someone who life hasn't dealt them the best hand, but at the same time, she could have been someone who just owns the um, living it up side of life. She had like cowboy boots tucked into jeans and kind of, you know, kind of a funkier top on and a hairstyle that was somewhere between uh, uh, hippie, rave, squeegee punk, if that makes any sense. And her skin was, like, kind of, like, dry on her face. And so this was all my first impression as this lady came up. And she comes up and she's like, I, I see you're uh, writing, studying or writing poetry or whatever, but uh, do you smell marijuana? And I was like, um, no. And then it, it, I actually understood that it was, like, code talk. And she was like, oh, this isn't a survey. And I guess, I guess I answered really straight. <laughs> I was too straight, man. But that was the first time. Uh, actually, now that my hair is getting longer, um, that is a more frequent thing. Uh, especially if I have an Inri shirt on that, you know, I'm asking for people to ask me if I have marijuana. No, I didn't actually. I had a, a black coffee and... Um, that was about it. I had an electronic cigarette in the car, but even then, I think if I did have marijuana, there's no way that I, I don't think I would be comfortable, uh, sitting with this person. Who knows? Maybe, you know, I judged her, she judged me. Got, I guess that would have been good. Who knows? But I wasn't comfortable with it. Anywho, onto, onto it, hey? Onto it. So, I turned 30 this year. 30. It's fun to say it that way. 30. I turned 30 this year. It sounds very uh, finite and threatening. It's like when you say you turn 30, you should generally have your shit together. Um, you should have a savings account and a vehicle, you should be established in your career, and you should be thinking about settling down a little more. That's what 30 is all about. <clears throat> that's what I that's what I think of at least when I say 30. I'm 30. I turned 30 this year. And um, from age 26, 27-ish, 
until now. I look at my stretch of time on planet Earth as a very interesting experiment. And and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. I've really gone the furthest out of my comfort zone that I ever have in pretty much all possible directions. Um, you know, anything that you can think of, skating, relationships, career, traveling, perception of people and all that stuff. You know, I've tried to go as far out of my comfort zone as possible. And um, what I want to say is that the stuff, there's obviously parts of yourself when you're younger that are stubborn and you don't know a lot about quote-unquote practical adult life or whatever the hell you want to call it. But your, um, okay, so how can I say that in a shorter, less Joey way, less verbose? Okay, so I was, this is a good one. I was sitting with Todd, talking, drinking a beer, and I was explaining to him the idea of there's, there's this Todd and Joey, and then if there was an alternate universe, Todd and Joey, that uh, didn't didn't pursue a post-secondary education, uh, didn't have uh, intelligent, strong women to help them grow as human beings in their lives, that didn't uh, expand their career, all that weird stuff that when you're younger, you don't think you're going to think about, but you do. So these, these two, this alternate, alternative version of Todd and Joy walk up, and these guys have just been focusing on skating. Like, they've been working shitty jobs, and they haven't, quote-unquote, grown up in the traditional ways that we think of growing up. So, these guys come up, and I was trying to think of, you know, would they be like the lady that came up and asked me for weed? Like, would we just have nothing in common with these people? And then I realized that what I wanted to say, (laughs) if you're still with me, is that it doesn't really matter if you are 30 or 40 or 50. 50. 50, I think, I'm going to say it like, yeah, I'm 50 now. There's a little bit more like, okay, you know, I've been on, on the planet for so long that I think, I think I have it figured out. Which I think I do have it figured out now. Anyhow, there's a big difference between over-identifying completely with the idea of just skating all the time, only talking about skating, just making skate videos. Really awesome stuff comes out of that. But there is a period of growth that is very important where you go the other way, right? But the thread that the current Todd and Joey seem to have that the alternative universe Todd and Joey, the 30-year-olds that didn't, you know, go to school or try and expand their horizons in career and relationship and school and comfort zone and all that stuff, there's a spark that actually 
goes beyond skating, and it's that uh, what what makes it fun, right? Just the just the connection to the activity that you personally have. As long as you have a relationship with that thing, it doesn't matter. I think if you skate for you know once a week or seven times a week, you could have seven terrible sessions if you're if you don't have a relationship to that original spark that makes skating fun. Or you could have one session in two weeks, and it could be the best session with very lasting benefits. I hope that made sense. That's been a big teacher for me, and um, obviously, now that I know this a little bit more, it's something that you think you know growing up, but it's hard to tap into. For me, I'm getting better at tapping into this if I do skate once a week or seven times a week. I have a better chance of having a good session seven days in a row because of my relationship to skating, if that makes any sense. So now I'm in the conundrum of translating that into all other areas of life. It's not a conundrum, really. But I have the most important advice that I can ever give anybody and it's gonna sound really stupid but I can tell you the most important thing that will be the thread that helps you connect to why you like something you know the spark your connection to the activity be as far away from any culture surrounding it as possible unless it's you know unless you're you and your friends and people that you grew up with skating around your area, there's like a history to... Okay, I'm sidetracking myself. But this is it. This is it. Silence. Allowing yourself to sit quietly somewhere with no distractions you could maybe, maybe get away with listening to really quiet music, but probably not. That wouldn't be the best. Being quiet. Being in silence for, I don't even know. If you can even do five minutes, if you can do half an hour, it's amazing. It's amazing how much wisdom, especially if you're 30 is in you just the there's a part of you that knows all of the answers and if it's not being constantly shitstormed with um you know the stuff the adult practical stuff you'll get some really good answers sometimes not even answers just reminders of what's working and what's not working And then, from there, you have to make a heroic act if you're going to take those and run with them, you know? It's a very uh, interesting time to live in because even just the idea of carving out silence for yourself seems ridiculous. Like, (laughs) I don't know why. Just even right now, so I'm going to open the window.
see what happens. And I live in somewhere quiet. If you live in a city and you're, you've seen like, I don't even know, thousands of faces in a day, stupid advertisements and stupid logos. And well, they could be not stupid. They don't have to be stupid. They could be awesome. But being bombarded, you're like, you're senses are just being assaulted which I had a really tough time with in Vancouver there you go so multiply that in the city by however many times quiet if you can just be quiet it's really good it's great so those two points if you got anything from them a pure connection to the activity and a good way of remembering that is carving out silence for yourself. It's like the underlying thing for everything, you know? It's like the underlying thing for everything, you know? Really trying to cut like out of my vocabulary, but it's not working very well. I have 22 minutes. Maybe I'll take a quick break and pee here. That's it, actually. I'm done. I am done.